Uh, we are the day before college baseball gets practices underway tomorrow. Uh, Nebraska, Creighton, Omaha will all be getting ready for their season openers. And then uh, just a few short weeks, at least teams here. Although, very odd, Creighton will be opening in Maryland. In Yes, yes, yes. Interesting. It's not, yeah, not, not Arizona or Texas or Florida. But uh, it is always a good time, especially as we're starting to warm up a little bit to start thinking about baseball. But uh, some interesting news yesterday. As we're excited to be talking to Kyle Peterson of ESPN, joining us here on the 42-degree hotline. How are you, KP? Hi, guys. Good morning. I'm well. Yeah, it sounds, sounds crazy to think when you look outside. But I mean, what is it? Opening day is like three and a half, four weeks away, so it feels pretty good. Are they going to be playing catch tomorrow outside, or uh, are we, do we still got too much snow on the ground? That might be a little soggy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> give them a week. This yeah. is probably when everybody gets a shovel out for a few days. Yeah, that's true. All right, so so yesterday this was kind of interesting as we were talking about it on the show, that the College Baseball Hall of Fame, uh, they made the announcement it will be in Overland Park, Kansas, and I know there was always a push to try to have Omaha – Makes sense as the College World Series home for so long to also be the home of the College Baseball Hall of Fame. I'm I'm very interested in your thoughts on associating Overland Park, Kansas, to the College Baseball Hall of Fame. Well, we'll see. I mean, listen, I I hope it's incredible. I went and looked at some of the stuff yesterday, and there was a little video that they put out. That Alex Gordon narrated and. Looks like they're putting it in an area that gets uh, a fair amount of kind of youth baseball and, and youth athletic stuff. So, I mean, wherever it was going to go, I think the biggest goal was to make sure that, uh, yeah, it's something that made sense and highlights the game and helps it grow. It was a process that we got involved in. I mean, I personally got involved in about six years ago. Um, worked towards it, COVID hit, continue to work towards it. And then uh, about a year ago, we hosted their induction ceremony here in Omaha. And honestly, as, the, as, as we continue to talk, and there's a few other guys that uh, I won't name, I don't know if they want to be public or not, but that have helped along the way. The more that we talk, we said, you know what? I think maybe it makes more sense if we do something that's focused on the College World Series, mm-hmm. the history of it, and Omaha's history with the event as opposed to all of college baseball. Um, I think the people of this town, they know the series, and they know the people that have been through it, the guys that have, have performed on that stage. And so ultimately last May, we went back to the foundation and said, you know what, I, I think it's better for us and for you if uh, if we kind of focus on something else. So I wanted it to find a, a great home. I It sounds like they have, and uh, we're excited about what potentially can, can come to Omaha. Can you tell us uh, exactly, or maybe not so exactly, what your involvement has been in the, in the project of moving the college baseball hall of fame um yeah i mean i i guess i was i was the one kind of leading it and have had i mean originally brought somebody on to help raise money and then when when COVID hit that kind of broke up um and then had two guys come to me about a year and a half ago and said hey we want to restart this conversation and both of them have been extremely successful from a business standpoint but also had a huge interest in omaha and in the series itself and baseball in general. Um, and it was kind of during that process that we all decided and have talked to plenty of other people about it, um, that have focused more on the series and the history of it. The greatest players that have been through here, the best moments uh, in a site that is extremely close, close to the ballpark itself. 
would probably make more sense from Omaha than than the larger mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. And I, I mean, I, I think there's room for both. You know, whether or not that that place is Overland Park, I guess will will stand to be seen over time. But um, this just felt more us. And honestly, it felt like it it, it would benefit. Um, the event itself a little bit more because it just focuses on that or will just focus on that. You know, and, and you've, you talked to, you know, everybody from ESPN when, when the event's going on, you, you, your college baseball coverage, you know, throughout the season as well. I mean, you go to so many different venues when you do talk to, you know, say when you're out in, in Mississippi, when you're out in Baton Rouge doing a series, when the, the, conversation of college baseball is ever brought up and just destinations itself. How many people do, you know, bring up, especially a lot of those places that are hoping to be in Omaha, how much is like Omaha brought up in those conversations? Well, I mean, it's a daily topic of conversation in most college baseball clubhouses. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we talk about it plenty, like the, you know, there's Oklahoma City and Omaha that they really are the two that, that are static and stay there among the bigger championships. And so ultimately, you know, there's a reason why they call it the Road Um, It's thought of as a destination. It's thought of as, as almost a dream to a lot of kids. And, and um, it is cool to go to other places. Having grown up here, and yeah. I think maybe sometimes it becomes normalized to us when we're here and hear the way that they talk about this place. And that's kind of what I, I think that's kind of what I'm getting at, too, is more of the how we look at it and how, you know, people, you know, in the SEC, ACC countries kind yeah. of talk about Omaha. It's funny, you go to some of these places will tell me about restaurants that I've never even been to. And it's places that they go to every year or spots that they go to. And, yeah. and you know, it's always been this, I, to me, it's always been amazing that, that you'll see fans that come up here that they've got no affiliation to a team. I mean, it's, I want to bring my son, I want to bring my daughter, I want to bring my dad, whatever it is. And we meet them every year and the stories are all very similar. Like we watched it for years and people talked about it. And we had to come see it ourselves. So yeah, it's, it's definitely among the teams, but it's also just among the people that are fans yeah. of the game and, and have watched it and ultimately when they get here and see it. And the other thing is, man, I mean, those youth events that come in mm-hmm. expose so many of those kids to the series, otherwise wouldn't see it. Yep. And that, that's a giant driver every year because then it's just one more hook on them to hopefully keep playing the game. Yeah, Kyle, I've often said about the College World Series, everyone says it's such a special event, and I try to think about why. And I think it's because it differs from the college football national championship game and the Super Bowl and the Final Four in that just a regular person can afford to go to the game, right? You can walk up and buy a ticket, and it's not going to break the bank, and you don't have to save for five years to go and watch a team play for a championship. And I think that's what really sets it apart, and that's been really preserved even with the move to the new ballpark but i'm just wondering if there if there's anything you'd like to see added to the college world series to enhance it at all um i mean i think they're you know they continue to talk about potential things inside the ballpark um you know ballpark's over 10 years old now mm-hmm. which i mean it's not that old but there's things that change over the course of 10 years i, I think that that'll continue to go they they could um we'll see if it comes together but um, could have somebody that comes in town for a concert this year that's really cool within within the baseball world um, and also within the music world. But I think it'd be somebody that would draw, um, I mean, fan interest for sure, but I think it, w- it would be a really cool draw for the kids um, just to be around that. I, I, the more you can, here's the hard thing, right, is you're here, you're here to compete to start. And yes, you want to take in the whole experience, but you're here to compete. 
Um, and so I think you also have to balance not trying to do too much from a team standpoint um, and still allowing them to make sure that they get enough time to, to have yeah. a schedule and a routine that, that gets them ready to go uh, when it's time to play. But I think you'll see some things inside the ballpark here in the next few years that will just continue to grow the experience, probably more fan-based than than player-based. Um, but I, I will tell you this, you don't you hear a lot of complaints from the players. <laughs> and they walk on that field. I, I've said this a ton, but one of my favorite days of the year every year is the day that everybody practices. Because yeah. you see some of these kids walk on this field that they've dreamed about being on for a long time. And those first moments are pretty cool. Talking to Kyle Peterson, ESPN, here on 1620 The Zone. So, KP, kind of getting back to this uh, you know, potential project in Omaha in the College World Series. And I know there's just certain things you probably can't uh, detail us in on. But yeah. when, when you think of what needs to be commemorated, what needs to have a lot of attention paid to when it comes to something like that, when you're paying tribute and paying homage to the College World Series, is it is it the the, the moments like, you know, I always think of the Warren Morris walk-off home run. Is it is it those great games? Is it the great coaches? Is it the fans? Like, what, what in your opinion, especially being an Omaha native and, and being able to cover it year in and year out, what would be the highest priority to you as far as what needs to be there front and center for something like this? Well, I mean, I think the answer is yes. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, the <laughs> right. moments are the ones that, that we remember the most. The, yeah. the players are some of the greatest players that have ever played the game. The, the coaches are the greatest coaches that have ever coached the game. You know, the fan experience, and, and to highlight some of the, the fan bases around the country that we all get to know here in Omaha, but ultimately, if, if you haven't followed the college game closely, you may not know well enough, and also create a space um, that can be utilized by the community, too, for events that can double as that, that becomes a, a cool spot if you're going to have, you know, whatever it might be, whether it's a larger business meeting or a mm-hmm. Christmas party or whatever else. So to have something that um, that really, if you don't know anything about the College World Series and you spend a half hour, 45 minutes in there, you walk out of there going, man, i got to come back and go. Yeah, I have to see what happens in this town during that time of year. And, and uh, that's the overarching goal is to tell a story as quickly as we can, but to do it, with those that have impacted this and honestly have a really big Omaha tilt to it because like you talked about earlier, I mean, yes, it, it, it is here, but it, it's been here almost 75 years mm-hmm. and the growth of this event is due in large part to the town itself and the people that have been committed to it. Could you ever envision a, a situation where it leaves the, the series? No, I hope not. I mean, I, I, I no, not now, but, you know, we've seen plenty of things change over time. I think that it's so ingrained here from a uh, from an athletic department standpoint, from a fan standpoint, um, that I'd be surprised if it would ever leave. You know, what is there nine or ten years left? I think in the current deal. Mm-hmm. So, so thankfully, there's there's still some runway to figure out. But I'm sure those conversations will happen. I mean, Lord knows they happened last time. So, uh, and I think that's why you got to make sure that you're continuing to do things that make it more appealing every year. And we hope that this is, is just one of those things that adds to it. And, you know, in the sake of, of all this, which I think sounds exciting, it seems very appropriate, too, to, to have more of a College World Series uh, type of, of of tribute, however that looks, and and you being obviously a driving force behind this. Is there is there any type of timetable that you guys are kind of kicking around right now, or is this still kind of in the in the beginning stages of it? No, it's... Well, no, it's beyond beginning stages. I mean, I think we've engaged a few other people to help us from a from a consultant standpoint that'll help kind of on the fundraising side, and then mm-hmm. 
on the marketing side, we've got plenty of stuff pulled together. We've, we have uh, a location identified. So I would think, um, you know, we're, we're getting back together, I think next Tuesday again, um, to really kick it off and, and get going. So I think the backbone of it is ready to go. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was important just to, you know, to, to get it out there to say, Hey, we, we do have something coming. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Ideally we launch it, you know, sometime in the next few months, there, there'll be a fundraise component to it. And then in a perfect world, you're under construction to some extent by the end of the year. Well, that's, that's, that's really cool. That's uh, well, well, we'll look forward to hearing more. Uh, I just wanted to, to talk about the current state of college baseball. Who you got this year, Kyle? Oh, good Lord. Um, You're way too early, top 25? Fun. Yeah. Kyle yeah, Peterson's way too early, the, top 25. No, it's great to piss off fan base. <laughs> yes, do it. That's, that's always uh, – I I think you got to beat Wake. Yep. Um, you know, they, they hit the, tra- the portal really hard again. But they also return a lot of dudes. I mean, they lost some. They, they lost three or four really good arms. But they get a few of them back. The rotation's going to be about as – as good or as good as anybody in the country, the Chase Burns transferring over from Tennessee was huge. I mean, you get a guy that throws a hundred that's going to plug into the rotation. Yeah. That it's probably going to be a top ten, top fifteen overall guy. And and Wake is really, and we saw it last year. Um, that that fan base um, has really bought into what they're doing, and and they've got you know, it wasn't a flash. Hey, they're going to be pretty good. I, I, they built a program right now and they've got a ton of support behind them so i gotta pick one i mean they're the number one team in the country preseason so it's not like we're going on a limb here but if i was taking one it, it would be wake uh, you know in in your role in what you do in calling games too i you know I've, I've talked to you many times i don't know of anybody who advocates for the game more than you do it, it's interesting you, you talk about transfers and you know having some of these nil deals that we've heard about uh and some of those teams especially in the sec Everything from even getting more assistant coaches paid, it, you know, kind of to John's question, but more more broad uh, college baseball as far as where the game is now. Do you feel like programs and, and coaches, uh, it, it's in a good place, but everyone's adjusting the way they should to keep this thing rolling and, and to, to keep it at the level that we continue to see it grow to? I think the best thing is is more really good players are getting to college than used to. So there's not as many guys signing out of high school, and this is not mm-hmm. a knock on pro baseball. But I, I do think, from a development standpoint, for the vast majority of kids that are playing, the better route is to go through college. And that's happened more. And so I think your talent base is better. Ultimately, the competition is better. And then what you see on the field is better. The NIL piece is real in baseball. And, and it, you know, it, it gets significantly more real based on where you go. And I think it, you know, it scares the daylights on all the coaches out there, just like it does in basketball and football and, and anybody else that is wildly affected by it, which those two are more than baseball, but baseball is still, I mean, there's, you know, there's plenty of programs out there that's NIL budget on baseball alone is into the seven figures. Oh. And a few years ago, there's, I mean, that, that was unfathomable. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's, it's regular at some places. So I hope that gets regulated, normalized. I don't know, whatever yeah. you want to call it. And I'd be all for like one transfer. You get one, that's fine, uh, but beyond that gets a little bit. Because if everybody is working on a free agency basis every year, I think it gets it gets a little bit tough. Kids should have the freedom to get paid, and I think kids should have the freedom to go once. Um, but after that, I think there needs to be some accountability to it, too. We've, we've heard in college football the rumors about, you know, that they might discuss during this offseason 
expansion of, of coaching staffs to add another on-field coach position. Where do you think that fits in baseball? I know there's been a lot of conversations about uh, adding paid positions to coaching staffs in college baseball. Do you think it's it's good now, or do we need to keep uh, that conversation going? I think we're okay now. I mean, adding that third paid assistant was a big deal, mm-hmm. and it was a fight for a long time. Um, and listen, I, I think the key to that, it doesn't require, you don't have to have three paid assistants. If, right. you know, if your budget doesn't allow it or anything else, but it, it, it gives you the ability to do it. And ultimately I think all it does is, you know, it helps the kids in the field. Um, and it also, it normalizes, it doesn't normalize recruiting, but it makes recruiting a little bit more palatable for the other coaches. Because even if you had the volunteer assistant or some others that were on staff, they couldn't go actively recruit. And, you know, these guys' schedules, when you talk to them about it from a recruiting calendar standpoint, are obscene. So just from a, like a, a life balance standpoint, it yeah. benefits some of them to add a third assistant. So I, I, to me, I think from a coaching standpoint, it's good. And NIL, at least now, has taken some of that scholarship inequity out of the discussion. Not out of it, but it, it hasn't pushed it to the forefront the way that it used to. The, the 11-7 doesn't get the attention that it did a few years ago because – you know, from an NIL standpoint, and, and a lot of these places, you know, a lot of the kids are getting made whole anyway. KP, um, can we can we put this on record now when we get an announcement about this new project that uh, we'll have you back on? We'll be able to get the full details, and uh, we'll be able to to really get this thing promoted. Yeah, I would I would love to do that, and, and nothing says pressure like coming on the radio and saying, "Hey, this is what we're doing." So, <laughs> it's out there, man. We uh, we better get moving, and we will. Sounds good. We'll have you in studio. We'll have to talk about this. Really excited about this, and appreciate you coming on and talking about it. Well, I appreciate you having me on, guys. Thanks. It's Kyle Peterson, ESPN College Baseball Greats, and uh, this this is exciting, guys. Because um, did we break a little news? Well, and and this was it was kind of hinted yesterday. When we were talking about Overland Park being the home of the College uh, Baseball Hall of Fame, and it, previously it was Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> go ahead, Jimmy. You know I was. I'm glad you caught that yesterday. <laughs> Lubbock, Texas? It went right over Gary's head and you caught it. <laughs> Man, we, we've been on the La Bamba kick lately. I, I, yeah. I don't know. but um, 50 takes. I didn't hear a difference in one of them. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> Bob. But uh, we were... We were kind of scratching our head about it. And I think people do when they associate college baseball. They, they associate Omaha for the reason of the College World Series. But kind of like what Kyle said, is it, is it more about just the event and how amazing it's been in the memories and the moments and the people involved? Is that more of an appropriate venue for Omaha? Is that a more of an appropriate, recognizable aspect? Yeah, a College World Series museum. Yeah, than, than the actual game of college baseball. And it makes a lot of sense. And I, I know um, you know Kyle was quick to kind of point out to us yesterday that yeah, just because Omaha's not the College Baseball Hall of Fame, that there's something that they're going to be very, very happy with that is coming uh, soon. Now, I didn't realize it was coming this soon, which yeah. is awesome, which is fantastic. But Knowing that um, you know that Kyle is working with this, there's there's probably not a more influential voice in college baseball than Kyle Peterson, and he's he's one of our own. Yeah, he's the biggest advocate there is. He is, and so when he's involved with something involving college baseball, there's going to be movement on that, and, and it's going to be done right. Yep. Yeah, 100%. I have all confidence that it's going to be a first class operation. It's not going to be 
some hokey thing. It's, well, it's a it's, legacy for a lot of these yeah. people doing it. Well, like, and, it'll and, be there forever. And not did Kyle just you know does he you see him every year covering this? But he played. He played at Rosenblatt. He played at Stanford. You know he was an All American at Stanford. So he's he's lived it as a player and has now covered it in the ever changing game of baseball. You know, going from the pre BB Core days. You know to the, you know the, from Gorilla Ball to you know, now when you see. Defense power arms, and then you see Paul Skeens, who's pumping 101 miles an hour at six foot seven. You know, it's so it's he's had a chance to have a front row seat to so many aspects of it, and there are so many passionate College World Series baseball people that either play the game or so tightly knit with the game itself that it's going to be a good team that is going to put this thing together. So. I, that was probably the best news I heard yesterday. Yeah, very where cool. I, I don't want to say like it just ruined my day that the College Baseball Hall of Fame was going to be in Overland Park and not Omaha. It was Omaha. just puzzling. But though. it was, yeah. It was kind of like, well, okay, I'm looking for the association. Then hearing like, well, one of the big reasons is because Patrick Mahomes put a large investment into that project there in Overland Park. because He did, yeah. Patrick Mahomes again. Because he played, college, poop again. played college baseball as well as Come football. Come on, Lamar. But now, it, you know, you understand that it's probably, you know, in having those conversations, it probably had a, well, not probably, it did have a major financial component, a major investment Certainly. component of, all right, who wants to essentially be the highest bidder and He's bring well this to, to it, regardless of if it makes sense of like, was well, this the home of the first college baseball game ever played or anything like that? <laughs> Obviously, that's secondary. The birthplace of college baseball. Right. Overland Park, Kansas. Right. Next so, to a Dean and DeLuca and across from a Bed Bath & Beyond. And the Sprint campus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I know one thing, though, it'll be cool that we'll, Hold when on. this thing gets Don't rolled scratch out. scratch the Jaguar in the parking lot. Yeah. It is, it is. I think the one thing that kind of got to people yesterday, too, is knowing that Alex Gordon is uh, part of this induction class. And so, you know, there's his connection to, to the Kansas City area, obviously. But, you know, we still like, hey, hey, even though he wasn't from Omaha, he's from Lincoln. Come on. Yeah. But that made that news a lot more acceptable, uh, hearing that there is a great project that will have plans revealed here shortly. Yep. And we'll be able to tell you all about that uh, when they start finalizing some details uh, with KP and, and his crew. And I, I can't wait. I can't wait to find out more about this. It'll just be another reason for people to come to Omaha. Yeah. In the summer. Yep. It continues to be the birth. There's no snow. Uh, let's see. Jimmy, Jimmy, you have been overly positive this week. I yeah, love I don't it. like it. I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but did you, uh, did you take the wrong pills this week, yeah. Jimmy? What happened? Yeah, this is, Mixed this up is, your dosage? This got to stop. <laughs> it's okay every now and then. Uh, speaking of Mr. Positivity. I'll get back to it. John, I, I wear black tonight. You know what? I'm, right, I'm, curious, I'm curious what kind of mood our next guest is going to be in. Because Steve Simple Ooh. was in Hawaii last week. For the Polynesian Bowl. He comes back. I mean, it's warmer than he left it uh, in Nebraska. But uh, is, is Sip, is he, is he jet lagged? Is I'm going to stay there. Is he back to central time zone? Cover the Huskers from Honolulu. And he got to see the Polynesian Bowl. We'll get Sip's thoughts on that. Get Sip his thoughts on some basketball. Bum. Can you imagine that? Oh, I, I have a feeling Sip had a really good time. It wouldn't have shocked me if, if he decided He'd to buy stick a motorcycle around. and sleep in a bungalow. <laughs> I feel like we have him pegged. Uh, want to get his thoughts on what he saw out there and, and really get, had a chance to talk to a lot of interesting people when it comes to the sport of football, not just future Huskers that we'll get into, but also get his thoughts on Nebraska hoops as well. As Sip joins us right after this.